0: To a brand new bonus episode of the Lunchbox Chats. We are your hosts. I'm Laura. And I'm Esty. We welcome you to another
1: bonus episode. As promised, we are bringing you a bonus episode.
0: Yeah. And where's your soundboard?
1: Oh, I didn't turn it on. I was
0: waiting for my. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> I
1: didn't turn it on, not going to lie. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering if we need, like, different theme music for our bonus episodes.
1: Oh, we could do that.
0: Like, a slower pace of our introduction theme song. Oh. I don't know, just saying. But this week, guys, (laughs) so, you know, one of the... Our favorite topics, like me and Essie talk about on and off the podcast, are relationships of all kinds. But this week, we decided to bring personal, intimate relationships to the table and talk about relationship red flags because we've all know we've all known that we've seen them, but have sometimes ignored them.
1: Yes, and I am guilty as charged for that.
0: Oh, me too. So we basically like talk to each other and we have a few in common and then a few that are different and of course we always want to hear what you guys think but let's start with the ones that we have in common do you want to go
1: first that yeah that's fine um first one for me which is a huge 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 red flag is lack of communication
0: yes i feel like you're
1: like the communication queen oh yeah for sure um I must say, as I'm getting older, I find it to be very, very, um, not only is it significant to me, but I think that, I mean, I've said this here before, we cannot hold a conversation. I don't think that, you know, our relationship is going to be able to move forward. Um, but you know, branching from that, not only that, but I also want to know what you're thinking, how you're feeling. If I'm pissing you off, if I'm doing something that's upsetting you, obviously I don't want to keep repeating the pattern. So talk to me about it and just, Side note, and just know that if you don't talk, please don't assume that I know or or I'm psychic and I know automatically how you're feeling. Like, I'm not psychic. I'm not like Laura and have like this amazing intuition and, you know, and align the stars and the moon and all that shit. I'm not, that's not, I'm not Laura. So I can't, I don't know. I need you to talk to me. I need you to tell me what's up. So that's huge for me. And of course, you know, I have mine in order and that's number one up top of my list.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that was definitely a big red flag for me. If you don't have a means of communication or some common ground with your significant other, like what are you really doing? Right, exactly. Like what goes on? So one for me, lack of communication was one. So number two for me was absence of trust.
1: Oh, that's a big one for me too.
0: It's a big one. So this one, I have to say, I think I've only ever truly trusted like one of my partners and I'm marrying him and I honestly feel like that's a big reason why it never worked out with any of the other partners like a bigger reason because you have to feel safe and you have to feel vulnerable but I think in order to get there obviously you have to get there with yourself first but a really good partner will sort of set that stage for you And allow you to really come out and be vulnerable and cry or go crazy and sort of like hold space for you. So I think when you don't have that trust and that safety between you and your partner, then I don't think it's going to work
1: long term. Wait a second. You've only trusted one of your partners?
0: Yes. Like if I'm looking back... And really thinking about it, I've only truly, really trusted Thomas.
1: Wow.
0: Like I can honestly say, like, I I don't know, I just I trust him. And everybody else, there was always this weird feeling underneath it. Like, I don't know, maybe because I was younger and I, I didn't trust myself and I didn't go on that journey yet, but I, I didn't trust them.
1: Wow. That I mean that's huge. But I also I don't know. So, like, I i mean, obviously, I don't want you to have to go back, but reflecting on it now and those relationships prior to him, w- were they, like, inadequate? Like, I, so you're just going through the motions then? Because, I mean, if you don't trust them, then what are you doing? Totally. I was
0: totally checked out. Wow. I was in it just for show. I was in it to for more like external reasons, because one liked to party, one gave me really great gifts. Like it was never it was almost like superficial relationships. I never truly trusted anybody enough to be vulnerable with them. And yeah, it was it's kind of crazy. Because while you're in the relationship, you kind of you're like, of course, I trust my partner. Why? Why would I be with him if I didn't trust them? But it's It's different because when you honestly really trust somebody, it's like a completely different ball field where it's like you can show up and put your feelings on the table and trust that, you know, they're not going to turn against you or judge you or walk away. You know, they might get angry and you're going to have to like talk about feelings, but there's always that level of safety. And I think that is super important in any relationship. Yeah. I can't say the same
1: for you only because – in my previous relationships, I did trust my partners. So, I mean, I get where you're coming from and I, I, I respect that. I just, I don't know. I think too, that to me without trust, I can't be with you. Does that mm. make sense? Yes. So I, I would feel as though all those relationships were invalid and they weren't because at the time they meant something to me. Um, and those, and they all meant something to me at one time too. So I, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, but for yeah. me, it's different. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Maybe it's like, maybe there's different tiers to trust. I don't know, but.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, as you know, um, I have trust issues because as I've shared here on the podcast, um, you know, my one of my exes, he did cheat on me. So do I bring that into my relationships now? Absolutely not. But I do, it takes a while for me to be comfortable enough with my partner to be, you know, like I feel comfortable and that I can confine in and, you know, open up and be vulnerable and whatnot. But once I feel that way with you, then I'm fine. But it, it is hard to, I guess, maneuver through my walls. But I mean, I think that that's, that's relationships, you know? Yeah.
0: That takes work. It's like you, somebody obviously, Everybody has baggage. We all come into a relationship with baggage. It would be nice if we didn't, but we're fucking human. We do. And, you know, everybody has it, but it's nice to be with somebody who's willing to work through it with you. And I think that is also another level of trust where it's like you have somebody on the other end receiving you and holding space. And it's like, wow, this person is really there for me. And, yeah, it's super important.
1: Yeah, good that that you you said that much better than I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you you verbalize very well.
1: Thank you, thank you. Yeah.
0: So, what's another one for you?
1: Um, I don't. <laughs> you you and I, I think we we said we both agreed on this one, but the third one for me was a big discrepancy in sex drive. Yes. Think, yeah, it's important. It's it's very important. If you don't have that connection with your significant other. Um, and you guys aren't vibing and that's not happening, then something's not, and then we're, we're not okay. Um, and especially when it's, um, you're going, doing it like all the time or five times a week. And now you're barely doing it once a week. I think that's an issue. I think it's a red flag. I think that, um, of course does life happen? Absolutely. Do we all, are we all busy? Absolutely. But I think that we all have to take time to work at our relationship, a relationship is work. Um, it's yeah. not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be all the time, like we've said here, rainbows and butterflies and all that shit. No, it's not all the time. You got to work at it, and I think to being consistent is very important.
0: Yes, I agree, and I this is a huge one for me too because you know if you're not doing it, then you're kind of just in a friendship, right? And yes. I think, right yes that's oh my god can we can we name that this podcast (laughs) yeah if you're not doing it you're in a (laughs) friendship yeah but it's true and also you know like as you said like life happens comfortability i don't even know if that's a word we're making up words now in the lunchbox chats like that (laughs) happens like you know different stages of life you move in together you i don't know you get a new job you're stressed at work like shit happens i think but i think it goes back to also that level of trust like talking about you know what's going on here like what can we work through what can we talk about what can we implement and it's really about working it through and sometimes you gotta really work it
1: yeah i agree um and and articulate that with your partner tell them
0: yeah i read this quote on instagram it was like such like a ratchet instagram of basically are you gonna Tell me about my attitude or fuck it out of me. It was just like, but it was basically promoting how like sex is a really good thing in relationships and how sometimes, you know, when you're angry, it's not about the words you use, but about like your physical motion between each other and how that can sometimes really even be better than any of the words because you kind of have this like pent up energy and just, you know, you got to get it out.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a big one for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So my next one is unreconcilable values and beliefs. So okay.
1: please explain.
0: So I think this is a big one. So basically, I think as a couple, I I think we've spoken about it before. Like you're in a relationship to grow together. But in order to grow together, you need to have some common grounding. You need to have a common value system, a common belief system. You know, it can't it's nice to. What is that like opposites attract 100% but you can't be opposite on every single thing or else your whole relationship is going to be like one big argument and fight and you're constantly going to be working against each other. Mm -hmm. So I guess like to me, this means, you know, you kind of have to have the same value system and belief system. So let's say I want a family and kids and the guy that I'm with doesn't want a family and kids and he's okay with kind of that Goldie Hawn and her Bo, forever type of relationship where you never have to get married and if you have kids you have kids or you don't you don't that's not going to work out you know it's you're on two different paths and i think it's important to get clear uh at the beginning of what your value systems and belief systems are because if you're not growing in the same direction it's never going to work out honey
1: i agree that wow you said that perfectly
0: yeah, it's just, and I think especially as like in your 20s, you really don't think about this shit because you're dating lots of people sometimes and you're kind of just like, oh, I just want love and romance and you know all this fun fantasy, which is amazing. Yes, it's super important. But if you're, again, if you're thinking long-term, you've got to grow together. You've got to want to reach the same destination. And if you're not coming from the same space, you're going to end up in different places.
1: Yeah, or outgrow each other and have yes. different goals. Or I agree. I agree. I think that there needs to be a commonality somewhere in between there. I think you um both have to have expect no, what's the word? goals that are going to be met. Because yes. if you have these expectations of one another that are not going to that you're not going to achieve, it's going to cause a drift in your relationship, you know? <laughs> So exactly. Which, which kind of goes to my so I, yes I agree with you but um, mine's like I want to branch off of that because mine's worded differently so mine's called unrealistic expectations of each other. Mm. So to me in my brain this is how I I conceptualize that. So to me I can't expect you to come into this relationship um, coming half ass. I need you to come into this relationship 100% because if I'm coming into this relationship 100% and you're coming at 60%, it, there's going to be an issue. If yep. your you're only concern is to go out partying and be with your friends and live your life, and, and that's fine, of course. Go out with your boys. Have fun. Do you, whatever. But at the end of the day, you're coming home to me, so like that can't be your only priorities. Like I want to work and hang out and go hang out with my boys. Okay, uh, great. I do the same thing. I work. I go out and hang out with my girlfriends, and we have a good time. But at the end of the day, I'm coming home to you, correct? Yes. So. Yes. At the end of the day, we're coming home to each other, so that that's that is what we. It's like something that we both strive for. I can't not have unrealistic expectation. I can't pretend that you're gonna do my laundry five days a week, cook me dinner five days a week, and that you know we're never gonna argue. No, that's not true. It's it's unrealistic. We need to realize that life happens. We need to realize that work sometimes gets in the way. And we're going to realize that you're going to piss me off. And guess what? I'm going to piss you off. And we're not always going to get along. And we need to work it out. So I can't, I need to be realistic and not unrealistic. Exactly. And can
0: I just add to that? That really hit me when I moved in with Thomas because (laughs) I'm serious because like I said, like you're young and you think, oh my God, I'm good. Or at least I thought, like we're going to move in together and we're going to cook dinner together and then I'm going to put on some sexy lingerie and I'm going to seduce him like I seduce him all the time now. Like, uh, no, that does not fucking happen. Like,
1: no sometimes
0: yes but most of the time like it's real fucking life and at first it was like holy shit like what the fuck like this is crazy how real life sort of takes over that fantasy life that you have and you kind of get upset about it but then it's like okay now we have to really speak about okay what what are our actions expectations like what is what is our expect like what is the fantasy versus the reality of it and also like how can we still like incorporate the fantasy in it because I think that's super important absolutely But, but yeah those expectations of what you have for your partner and even what you have for yourself in your relationship like you need to get real and your partner needs to get real and I think it's also about coming together and constantly regrouping and being like, hey, like, you know, this changed or this or I'm going to do this and you're going to do this. And just like it's a constant recreation of your relationship.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I can't expect you to read my mind. I can't expect you to know when you pissed me off. I can't expect you to know that I'm upset. had a shitty day at work unless I'm communicating it with you. Correct. Right. Or right. unless
0: like, you know, you kind of feel the energy in the room.
1: Yeah. But I'm also, uh, yeah. you Yeah. I mean, you could feel my energy. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm not one to like, I'm not a child. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you should know how I'm feeling. Yes, and, you know yes, what I mean? Like, yes. no, I'm going to talk to you about it. If I love you and I want to communicate with you, I'm going to tell you how I'm feeling. And that's, that's me. Like my love language. That's me. I need to, I need to talk to you about it. I want you to know how I'm feeling because I don't want it to dwell and snowball into something that it doesn't have to be, you know what I mean? But I also know, that you have to be emotionally available at that time for us to communicate. And if not, then that's an unrealistic expectation on my end. So I'm going to mm-hmm. revisit that another time, and then we'll talk then.
0: Exactly. Oh, so good. That one's a great
1: one. Thank you.
0: Um, so my la- the last one on my list, which is – one of the most important even when I read it to Essie she's like that's so you (laughs) and it's basically lack of space to be our authentic selves Mm -hmm. and I think it's such a good one and it kind of ties into like what we also just said where you know you have this sort of like fantasy in your head of who you're going to be as a girlfriend or as a fiance or as a wife and as much as that is part of you, that's not part of you all the time. So there needs to be a space where you can come and just be who you are and for the other person to accept you and vice versa. Cause it's not always going to be this like amazing, like fantasy world. Like it shit gets real. Yeah. And also I know this is like a little side tangent, but I think it's also important to still be individuals in the relationship and not have the relationship completely consume you, meaning like it becomes your whole identity. I think it's really important in a relationship to still maintain your individuality and to still do things with the girls, do things that you like to do separate from your partner because then it kind of gives you space to come back and be like, hey, like, this is what this is what I did. And like, you know, this is what I learned and sort of gives you this like, fun way of communicating and sharing new
1: things. Yeah, I, I agree. I can't stand bitches who are all about their relationship and forget about their friends. I can't stand girls like that. I think that it's so annoying. And it is such a setup for failure that it's not even funny. Because at the end of the day, you know, your friends are your core and they're the ones who've been for you, there for you since day one. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think prioritizing your relationship and making time for your friends while you're in a relationship is super important. Even encouraging to go out to be hang out with their friends is yeah. like that's just a big support. You know, Um just staying home all the time or just do, going out with your bae is I mean, yes, of course, do it. But make time for your friends, too.
0: Yeah. And make time for yourself. Like oh, you yeah. have... And again, I know it's so cliche, Sex in the City, Carrie Bradshaw, but like the most relationship you do have is with yourself. But you also need to think of like your relationship is a direct reflection of the relationship with yourself. So the more time you spend like cultivating like who you are, the better your relationship will be. So I, I hate when people think, oh, it's selfish to like not include my partner in it. No, it's absolutely essential because your relationship will grow from there.
1: Yes. Yes. And yes. Yes. Do you have any more? Um, my last one is violation of boundaries.
0: Ooh, uh, this is so you.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm pretty simple. I, um, to me the little things mean the most, however, don't overstep your boundaries. Um, especially, um, in a new relationship, I think that it, it kind of, not that you're tippy-toeing or teeter-totting, but you're actually learning about your partner. So I think it's really, really important to know where you stand, especially when you're meeting the family, you're meeting friends, you're meeting my girlfriends. Like You know what I mean? I think it's really, really important that you know where you stand. And if, it's, if you feel that it's reciprocated from my friends or my family – um, that then, of course, but if not, just know your role. Is that extra or harsh? No, maybe?
0: i I don't think I think it's you know, I think it's very reasonable, like you need to know you need to know where you stand i mean that's also just like in human life like you know you can't just be up in like everybody's business and you know sort of go above and beyond and go into people's privacy like you kind of you need to have that separation i 100% agree with you
1: well thank you so i just thought that was important for me um because, you know, if you're violating those boundaries time and time again, then I don't know if it's going to work.
0: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of boundaries, how do you feel about scrolling through phones or having each other's passwords to everything?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't care.
0: Okay. Yeah. Me either.
1: I don't, I have nothing to hide. Um, I am really open about that. Um, I encourage my other half to go through my phone. I, I think though, if you constantly are looking or trying to yes. look, then we need to have a conversation. but I will say that's never been an issue um uh, but no yeah I, I don't i don't mind at all how, you know my password i go for it there's no I have nothing to hide i'm not i'm with you i'm with you i'm not I'm not fucking around on you I'm not a cheater that's not how I roll. Um, I trust you. So, yeah, and vice versa. And I feel like it needs to be reciprocated. What about you? Exactly.
0: I agree. It all goes back to that trust where it's like open book. Here it is. But at the same time, it's like I I never like purposely like go through like trying to find something. Because that's how you know like there's a trust issue there. But, you know, when you're – I remember my early relationships. I would have like, I don't know, eaten, I don't know, a rock. To have known like my ex boyfriend's passwords oh without me trying to, like, oh my God, I was a crazy bitch. But it just, again, goes to show like, that is not the right relationship. If you are hacking into your <laughs> partner's computer, cell phone, iPad, like, you need to really take a step back and reevaluate like
1: where you stand in the relationship because that is a big red flag. Yeah, I mean I guess. I no, it, it's you're right. I just I don't think I don't think I've ever had to hack into any of their their stuff. Oh girl, I've hacked. No. It's I such an I've, invasion
0: of privacy. Like it's almost embarrassing, but no, I was, no, I was no. that
1: girl. Yeah, no, I'm not like I'm not judging I'm just really trying to reflect and I really I can honestly say I've never No, I've never because I never felt like I had to, although obviously with douchebag, I should have. But back then it was like my space. Facebook Facebook was just coming about, but it was my space. And that's how I was like seeing shit. I'm like, who is this hoe? You know what I mean? But yeah, it is what it is. But no, I, I you would think since that had happened to me, I'd probably be more extra about it. But no, I mean. That's amazing. Yeah, that, no, I mean, it
0: goes, just goes to show, like, you really don't carry, like, your past into your present. Like, once you move on, it's like you move on fully. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. and uh, you could ask any single one of my past relationships. When we're done, we're done. Um, I have, I don't hold anything there. You know what I mean? I, I, of course, I would love to remain cordial and civil and whatnot, but I don't. Do I you mean,
0: communicate with any of your exes?
1: That's so funny. (laughs) You're funny. Uh yes. Yes, I yeah, I have. Yeah. And
0: like and it's cordial. It's friendly. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Yeah. See, not me, no. (laughs) (laughs) They probably all wish upon a star for like the death of me.
1: (laughs) No, I no, and I mean like my 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 relationship like the ones that meant something to me like yeah. yeah no um yeah i mean i'm civil that's so good except for maybe one who i haven't spoken to and well two because of the douchebag but two really um so
0: interesting
1: the other ones yeah i mean i've seen them since i've uh uh, as you, I mean, whatever, I'll share with the chatters, uh, what is about a month ago, he reached out to me via Instagram and I'm like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it is what it is. I don't, there's no, I don't know. There's no ill will there. You know what I mean? And that's like wasted space for me. Um, of course I'm not going to, you know, ignore you or pass you on the road and give you the finger. I, I'm not, I don't, I've, Again, you're an ex for a reason. That doesn't mean I have to sit there and dwell and think negatively of you and wish harm upon you. No. It's of just, course. Yeah. You keep it moving, you know?
0: I agree. You keep it moving. But yeah, I know so many women who are like still friends with their exes. And just like, it's so good that like if you both get to a point where it's like, okay, we're going to like remain cordial. But I don't know. Never worked out for me.
1: Yeah. No. I, like I said, there's there's two of them that I, you know, yeah, uh, have and are it's, friends it, with. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I mean, if, if it happens down the road, by all means, if we reconnect, by all means. Like, we've said that here on the podcast, but it works both ways, you know? Uh, yeah. So it, it has to be reciprocated.
0: Exactly. Well, but... we hope you guys have loved this bonus episode of Relationship Red Flags. And, of course, as always, we'd love to hear your comments. We would love to hear what you feel and what you think about the red flags we mentioned, and if you have any of your own.
1: Yeah, please share with us. And you know you could always catch us here on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasting, Radio Public, Breaker, Mm -hmm. Overcast. Please check us out on our Instagram page and our Facebook page. Um, And wait till next week, guys, because we got a good one. Get excited. Bye, everybody.
0: Um, Bye.